DJ and PK brought to you in part by the Dyslexia Center of Utah. Get your foursome together and sign up today for the Dyslexia Center of Utah Charity Golf Tournament. Join the fun May 13th at Cedar Hills Golf Course. 100% of the proceeds go to the Dyslexia Center Scholarship Fund. Space is limited. Find out more at dyslexiacenterofutah.org. Time to welcome in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Steve, I really want to analyze the playoff race. I'm all about the matchups and who's got the strength of schedule down the stretch, and I am all in for that kind of stuff. And this year, it seems just hopeless between all the injuries to star players and how close the Clippers and Nuggets are in the standings and the three-way tie with the Lakers and the Blazers and the Mavericks. Uh, My head is spinning. I have given up. I have thrown in the towel. I don't see how I can possibly figure out how it's going to finish and what the advantage slash disadvantage would be based on how it did finish if I could figure it out. Are you with me? I'm with you. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming, Steve. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, If we look just specifically – I'm, I'm kind of interested to see who's going to be the number one seed. And as I was kind of looking through, and uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Okay, the Suns have the advantage. The Jazz have the advantage. I mean, the Jazz have, I think, four or five. They got, they've got five or six games at home still. Uh, the Suns uh, have uh, about four or five themselves. I don't. You know, it's just everybody's playing so sporadically, and there doesn't. I mean, between, like you said, the injuries, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to wrap my arms around this as well. I, I, I see Utah, obviously, or Phoenix uh, is, is going to win this thing. Denver might right, be there right at the end. I mean, they're playing really good, and they've had big wins. But uh, it's, I think it comes down to the West, Phoenix and Utah. And literally, I have, you just don't have any idea. The thing that makes it really difficult, you don't have any idea who's playing you know, are, are they resting? Are they not involved? Uh, I mean, you look at the Suns, they got the Cavs, the Hawks, Knicks, Lakers, Warriors, Trailblazers, Spurs, twice if they finish. Uh, you know, they're, they're certainly willing to they're, they're gonna win five or six games there. You, you could go a different way. You look at the Jazz, they've got the Spurs at home twice. Uh, they got the Nuggets at home. Uh, they got the Rockets at home. They're not very good. Uh, got Jazz with the Warriors. Warriors will be playing for something, trying to even you know get into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, the Jazz have one, two, three, four, five. They have five home games and the road games, you know, against the Kings who are struggling. I mean, I think I think the Jazz are in a in a place where they will, will finish first. Um, I, I think that uh, Suns. I mean, the Spurs are well coached. You always, it's always a problem and tough playing them. Uh, the trailblazers are trying to, you know, they, they're, they're really working towards getting into the playoffs and being in a good position. Uh, the most disappointing team is, is, is my Lakers. <laughs> they don't look very good. And uh, who knows what's going to happen there. But uh, I, I like the Jazz finishing one. I mean, I, I just looking at the schedule right now, uh, I think, Mitch, Mitch comes back in a week, so if he goes back, he's he's going to miss a couple of these games, but he's going to be there to get himself ready. So, I see the Jazz winning this. I see the Jazz winning this division, this conference, this Western Conference, 
And, uh, but it's, it is kind of a mess and, uh, hard to tell these days who's playing, who's not playing. All of a sudden Toronto, uh, you know, looks like world beaters last night and, uh, everybody's still in it. So we'll see. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more with everything being jumbled and it's almost like, uh, I'm, I look at the standings every day and try to figure stuff out, even though I know as I'm doing it, I'm wasting my time because uh, it's going to change. And then in the final analysis, does it matter who you're playing? Is it just up to you? And I was thinking about it over the weekend after the Suns just demolished the Jazz, and it's looking like, oh, man, all this great season is going down the drain. But try not to get too reactionary in the moment, even though it's difficult to do. So I've come up up with three scenarios I shared with DJ I want to share with you. And it's regarding the Jazz. And my, my thought process is three components. The Jazz are healthy and playing well. They've got an excellent chance to win. If they're injured to any degree in any of their critical guys, they're probably not going to win. And if they're healthy and don't play well, it's going to be difficult. So I boiled it down to those three. Healthy, play well, good chance to win. Injured, tough. Healthy, not playing as well or as much as you're capable of, eh, it gets dicey. Those are my three things. How about you? Huh. I, I think that, well, I mean, I, it's hard not to agree with the fact that if the Jazz are healthy, I believe they'll play well. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I'm not sure the exact number of games he's missed, but the, the moment he comes back, uh, it, it's going to make a difference because it, it, it requires – Help. I mean, he's, he, he draws help, which allows guys to have squared up face-to-basket shots that are not a lot of times contested. So having someone that can create space allows them. So when I, I you know, when Donovan Mitchell, if the Jazz are healthy and Donovan Mitchell's playing well, uh, I, they win the, they win the division. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard anything other than that recently they said that they felt like Donovan Mitchell would be back in a week. Um, that may involve two or three games. And if you look at that two or three games, they're at home for the Spurs twice. They've got the Nuggets, who are going to be really difficult. They showed that by uh, winning the other night uh, at the Clippers, who were pretty healthy. Um, so you know that's going to be a tough out for the Jazz, no matter where the game's played. They're definitely going to beat the Rockets. Uh, you know, the Warriors are playing for something. But by that time, I think, Mitchell by one, two, by the fifth game, Mitchell's got to be pretty healthy. And uh, so I, 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 I think that's the scenario. I mean, if people do get injured, you, you, you know, during the course of this process, you never know. Uh, but I think if they're healthy, they'll play well. I don't, I don't think they'll play bad. I, I think they'll be good and, and they'll be in a position to finish first. Uh, if, if they, obviously, if, if more guys get hurt. But I think the scenario is like they're going to get well, that, Mitchell will be back, and it gives him somebody else the defense has to pay attention to, which allows other guys to be open. And, you know, I look, I look at the Jazz. When, you know, it's been a while, but, you know, last week, you know, the Jazz lose to the Timberwolves. Uh, they shoot 38%, 28%. The Jazz beat the Kings and had eight guys in double figures. That same Kings team beat the Lakers <laughs> at L.A. Uh, Jazz uh, uh, lost to, to the Suns, 
And, uh, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't play horribly, but certainly not having uh, the, the whole contingent of the team was difficult. And the, Jazz, and the Suns were ready for them. But uh, I think the, the Jazz getting by you know, the, the Raptors without a Donovan Mitchell and then Raptors last night go in and just take it to the Lakers. So that says something, and, and I, I think that guys have stepped up. So uh, Toronto's not a team that all of a sudden Toronto's decided they want to play, and uh, I, don't, I don't know that they have the ability to even get into the playoffs. But uh, at, the end, at the end of the day, when Donovan Mitchell's back, the teams that they're supposed to beat, I believe they'll beat. And because you just give him a guy that can go create on his own and he can create for others because he, Donovan Mitchell requires help. And, uh, and then you get, you know, they, this week, they, you know, they've got the Spurs, the Nuggets, and uh, the Rockets. And, you know, I think, I think they go 3 and one They go 3 and one this week. I, I believe they'll win the division. And uh, I think the Suns, they've got to go to the Hawks. Uh, they've got to uh, go to the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers by then are playing a little bit better, but I see the Suns probably going two and two. And uh, the Knicks are playing much better. Um, but I, I think this this week you know, we're going to get a sense and a feel for where they're going to finish. And, uh, you know, again, the, the craziness of players being held out, guys already have positions locked in, uh, will all lend itself to making it a little more confusing, as David mentioned earlier. <laughs> but I think I think the body of work for this Jazz team has done enough. If they get him back, if they don't get him back, then you know I, I don't think they win the division. Suns will win the division. Hey, Denver, I, I think Denver being three back probably can't do it. But Denver certainly and, and Phoenix are the two best playing teams right now in the uh, in, in the West. I'm curious. Uh, and it was different because you're coaching college guys and pros are different. You know, they're just, they're older, they're more experienced than that. But when guys have been out a long time, did guys need a week back? Did they need two weeks back? Did they need a game or two or four or five? How long does it take? There's usually like a, a re-entry period. And I think we're seeing the Lakers go through it. I think Jazz fans want the Lakers to be this bad, but I think they're only this bad temporarily. But with the I Jazz... Heard- how long are Conley and Mitchell going to need to get rolling, especially with Conley, because you can't rush hamstrings. You might be able to play on an ankle at 80%, but if you play on a hamstring at 80%, you're really begging for trouble. So you got to get healthy first, but how many games ideally would they get? Well, you know, Conley's injury is kind of an unknown. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me, do I, you know, if I know Mitchell's healthy, when guys come off, I think the biggest mistake that guys make is they want to come back too soon because they want to help the team. They're, you know, it's, it's late in the season. Uh, but both these teams, the Phoenix and Utah, are going to make the playoffs. It'd be the best to be the number one seed. But but at the end of the day, they're not going to play guys that they know have the potential to be hurt. I think Donovan Mitchell comes back. He makes other guys on that team better. And I, that's take, not taking anything away from Conley because Conley has had good games and has done some really good things. But Donovan puts pressure on teams where they require more help. And when you require more help, that means somebody else gets more space to operate, to shoot, and to do those things. And so the sooner if I'm, I'm hearing that he could be back 
in a week or even less. If he comes back, uh, then I then I think that they're going to be fine because he just creates problems for teams that Conley doesn't have the ability to attack and do the things that 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 Williams that, that Donovan has. So, um, yeah, I, I would sense that in teams that I've coached, guys are always anxious to get back, uh, and I'm sure that they're that you know our docs, their docs, making sure that they're ready to come back. But there is in the mind of anybody that's been out for a long time, there is going to be a little bit of doubt. There is a little bit of anxiety. I mean, just, it comes with it. They're excited. I want to get back in there. I want to get this done. But all of a sudden, that first few shots don't go down, and those kind of things get in your head, and you can lose a little confidence. Even great players lose confidence. And, I mean, I'm, I'm watching these Laker games, and, you know, they got five guys standing around and trying to make a play. That team is talented. But they're, they're not defending, and they're not creating stuff in transition where they're the best, and it's just basically one-on-one and can't create enough space to get a guy open. So uh, the Lakers' injuries really, really seem evident that they're just not where they need to be. I, I, I'm, you would think that they will get this thing turned around. I don't think really, at right this point in time it really matters where they are. I mean, it, it, they're, they're not going to have a great seed. And they're just going to have to go out and do it and maybe get their, with their backs to the wall, they step up and make plays. But they have to change the way they're playing. And uh, and, and the two guys, the two all-stars need to, to play. And, 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 again, I don't know those injuries, where they're at, if they're really still struggling. They'll have to get back in the mix and trust themselves. But right now, uh, the Lakers, to me, uh, do not look formidable. Not not at this point. They have to change the way they're playing. They they've got to start defending again, and uh, and they can't just stand in five spots, pass the ball around, wait for a double team to come, and then guys open for a shot. I mean, they're I've never seen them so sluggish and not moving. And the Lakers have to run. That's when they're good. That when they're getting stops. So uh, I'm not I'm just not real positive about the Lakers right now. And they've got eight or nine or ten games to figure it out. They'd figure it out, then nobody wants to play them because they do have some really talented people. But uh, right now, I, my money would be on Phoenix and Utah and Denver. I mean, the most impressive team to me has been Denver. You know, they lose Jamal Murray, and he's, you know, he's, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 a night. He's kind of the guy that was huge in the bubble last year, had big games. I, he hadn't played with quite that much success this year, but. Porter stepped in and, and made great additions, and you know it, the, the big fella inside. He, he's just playing well. So um, I don't think Denver can get to the top. There's, there's not enough games for them. They're three back with both those teams. But of, of all the teams right now, Denver seems to be playing the best and uh, at, at the top level. Well, the Lakers get it together as soon as LeBron fires whoever's responsible for the play-in tournament, and then he can focus on the hoops and. <laughs> They'll get it going. Exactly. Steve, oh, I don't know. That's, that's going to be tough. Yep. we got to run, Steve. We appreciate the time, and we will check in with you again next week. All right. Talk to you. All right. D- DJ and PK, Aaron Roderick, BYU football offensive coordinator, coming up in 10 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.